welcome. My name is JC Dean with Anobias Approach to Looking Great Naked, and today we are reading from my article, Fat Loss versus Weight Loss. Now, I want to make one thing incredibly clear before we embark on this question of fat loss versus weight loss. There's a big difference in weight loss and fat loss, even if they may seem similar on paper. And if you don't know the difference, you will only become more frustrated as you try to lose weight in the future. Because, let's face it, no one wants to lose just weight. We want the weight that's lost to be fat. Let's start with the first question of what is body weight? Your body weight is made up of your entire being, not just your body fat alone. How much you weigh has nothing to do with who you are as a person, your self-worth, or anything else outside of how much the scale reads when you step on it. You might use kilograms, pounds, stone, or some other method, but it's all the same. Therefore, your body weight is a mixture of the following, your skin, bones, muscle, nerves, connective tissue, internal organs, water, and poop. So when looking at your body weight only, we can't accurately assess your body composition. Body composition is the proportion or the percentage of fat and fat-free mass in the human body. For instance, skin, bones, nerve, connective tissue, organs, and skeletal muscle are all parts of fat-free mass in the body. Here's an example to illustrate a point. A man weighing 200 pounds at six foot tall is going to have a different body composition than a woman weighing 200 pounds at the same height. And the reason for this is because the man is most likely to have more muscle than fat tissue than the woman. We'll get into this in more in depth in a second, but just know this for now. Your weight is everything that your body is made of, not just body fat. Now we have to ask the question, what is weight loss? Weight loss, simply put, is a reduction in your body weight, regardless of the means of how you go about losing that weight. For instance, weight loss can come from any of the following bodily functions. Sweating. It's not unheard of to see people lose upwards of 10 pounds after a long run or workout where they sweat a lot. Peeing. Just like sweating, when you pee, you're losing water. Pooping. Yes, your poop has weight. And burning fat. We'll talk more on this later in this episode. Just remember, losing weight is not the same as losing fat. From my previous example, you can lose water weight through peeing or sweating, or when you relieve yourself while catching up on your reading. But just because you took a dump and now weigh less as a result, you only lost weight, not fat. Now we're going to talk about fat loss and what it is. Fat loss is exactly what it sounds like. It's the body fat magically leaving your body through diet and exercise. In this case, fat loss almost always correlates with weight loss due to the nature of how the body works in terms of energy balance. The way fat loss happens is through a reduction in calories ingested. 
either through deliberately eating less than you normally do, or through exercise, or usually a combination of the two for most people. Fat loss is a product of what's known as a calorie deficit. In short, everyone has a baseline level of calories required to maintain their body weight. This is also known as your maintenance caloric intake. And in order to lose fat, you have to eat less than what it takes to maintain your body weight. This is the primary way fat loss happens, and I've written on this extensively, and if you want to read more, you can check out my 14,000 word fat loss guide for free on my website. Now I want to touch on something that is really important, and it's why losing weight doesn't mean you're losing fat. Repeat that after me. Losing weight doesn't guarantee you're losing fat. You can pause this and repeat it a few times if you want, but many people will often confuse fat loss with weight loss. And this is because we're so obsessed as a culture with body weight. And the idea of reducing your weight is always associated with being less fat. But just losing weight alone is no guarantee you'll lose body fat. In fact, there are a lot of people who lose weight relatively quickly, and they're convinced they're losing a lot of fat, when in reality they've lost mostly water and muscle size because they've recently manipulated their water and carbohydrate intake. Here's a quick example. You've probably seen a friend or family member go on a diet and lose 15 pounds in a span of a few weeks. From the outside looking in, most people will be amazed at how fast this weight loss happened. And while it's nothing to scoff at, we have to be realistic with what's actually happening. Chances are this person who just lost 15 pounds made a few changes, such as increasing their water intake, cutting out carbohydrate heavy foods and or fast food, and they probably started exercising regularly. When you combine those activities, you have a very good recipe for quick weight loss from losing water weight and a reduction in glycogen stores. When you increase your water intake, you will begin to excrete more water. Oftentimes people will try and drink up to a gallon of water per day and that often overhydrates them, causing them to pee every 20 minutes. As you cut out the carb heavy foods, you will begin to lose muscle glycogen because you're not replacing it with the typical carbohydrate heavy foods that you may have eaten before. And glycogen is stored in the muscles, and when you lose glycogen, water goes with it. Now when you cut out fast food and start eating more whole foods, you automatically slash your sodium intake, which tends to help you drop lots of water weight because excess sodium makes most people retain a lot of water. People will often say they feel less bloated than before when switching to a whole foods diet, and that's largely, largely because of the lower sodium intake as well as the lower calorie intake in general. Lastly, as people begin exercising more, they'll do two things that contribute to weight loss. They will deplete muscle glycogen, which isn't being replaced by the typical carb-heavy foods that they used to eat, and they're going to excrete more water through sweating. This is, a great this is a great recipe for quick weight loss, but there isn't much fat loss happening during this initial weight loss period, and the progress will typically stall fairly quickly. You've probably heard this line before, I've tried everything and nothing works, and it's usually uttered by those who change their diet drastically. 
lose some weight in the beginning and then can't make any more progress. And after a few more weeks, they try something else and run into the same problem of making quick progress initially, followed by a long plateau. This is why we should focus more on fat loss than weight loss in order to be successful in the long term. Why fat loss almost always means you'll lose weight. For the majority of the clients I've worked with, losing fat almost always correlated with weight loss. The reason for this is because of how the body works through anabolism and catabolism. In short, anabolism equals growth. That is also known as constructive metabolism through the synthesis of new body tissue. For example, when someone is bulking and they're trying to build more muscle, they're gaining weight in the form of new muscle tissue as well as body fat. They're in an anabolic state. Catabolism equals the breakdown of bodily tissues, also known as destructive metabolism. For example, when someone is eating less than their maintenance intake, their body breaks down fat for fuel, which causes them to lose weight. So let's think about this logically for just a moment. If you put yourself into a catabolic state by eating fewer calories than you burn, You'll lose fat as long as you follow the main principles, all of which I've covered in my fat loss guide that I mentioned before. Those principles, in brief, are a moderate caloric deficit, regular resistance training, usually two to four days per week, sufficient sleep, eight to nine hours per night, adequate recovery, you've got to take days off, you can't train every day for long periods of time, and consistency, doing the work on a weekly basis, putting in the time, putting in the effort. If you're consistently losing fat, you're going to be losing weight. But there's another phenomenon that happens every so often, and that's what we call a body recomposition. Now to discuss body recomposition, we should identify what happens when you lose fat but your weight doesn't change. Body recomposition is a process where you burn fat and gain muscle at similar rates. And this is when you notice more muscle and less fat over time, while typically staying within a five to 10 pound range. For example, let's say someone is 190 pounds at 20% body fat. After six months of working out and eating, they still weigh 190 pounds, but they've reduced their body fat percentage to 14%. When you do the math, that's a loss of 11 pounds of fat and a gain of 11 pounds of muscle. Of course, this is the holy grail of transformation experiences. Everyone wants this. All the ads online promise, promises you you will torch body fat and build insane amounts of muscle by following a very specific and peculiar diet. However, most people won't burn fat and build muscle at a similar rate. This type of progress is mostly reserved for those brand new to weight training those with very little training or diet experience in the past. Most everyone else will do better by focusing on one goal at a time and will definitely lose weight when they lose fat. This is truer the heavier you are and the more fat you want to lose. So don't expect to magically lose fat and build muscle at similar rates. Just so you know, losing fat is typically much easier than building muscle from a physiological perspective.
how to accurately track fat loss. Now that you know weight loss isn't the same as fat loss, how do you track your fat loss accurately? How will you know that you're losing fat and not just weight? There are four ways to ensure you lose fat as the scale weight goes down, and in the rear case that the scale doesn't budge, you'll have a foolproof set of metrics to make the necessary changes. Let's talk about scale weight. Scale weight is helpful because if it's going down on a consistent basis, you have a good indicator that the work you're doing is paying off. I recommend tracking your scale weight every day and keeping an average. To put this in perspective, I have a client who's kept his body weight records for eight years. This may seem excessive, but the data is great to have. How to do it. Every morning, step on the scale in the nude. Only weigh yourself after using the restroom and before eating or drinking anything. Record that number on a spreadsheet every single day and then run an average on the formula. If your goal is fat loss and you're losing weight steadily, you know that your diet and training is working in the way that you want it to. If the average is not changing or going down on a regular basis, then it's time to make an adjustment. Be aware of the fact that your body weight is going to fluctuate on a daily basis. It's not unheard of to gain a few pounds in a day and then lose a few more pounds the next day. This is totally normal and it's why I recommend keeping a running average of your daily weight to make sure that progress is happening. The last thing you want to do is step on the scale once every few weeks because it won't give you an accurate picture of what's really happening with your body weight. In short, you could be losing weight, but you might not realize it. Waist measurements. This is one of the best methods of tracking because as you lose fat, your waist is going to shrink. The reasoning for this is because we tend to store the majority of our fat on our trunks, also known as our waist, hips, and thighs. If your waist measurements aren't going down, but your weight is, there's a chance you're not losing that much fat. However, if your scale weight isn't moving as much as you'd like, but your waist measurements are going down, then you're likely losing fat and building some muscle at the same time. Also, using waist measurements as a way of tracking progress is great because fat loss isn't always going to be linear. You might not lose exactly one pound per week every single week, and your measurements aren't going to go down every time you take them. However, as you look back over the weeks and months of proper tracking, you'll have records as proof that what you're doing is or isn't working. For example, I have a client that I've been working with for six months, and she's gone from 157 pounds to 140 pounds in that time frame. That's 17 pounds lost in total, but when looking at her weight on a weekly basis, there were many times where she didn't seem to lose any weight. In fact, some weeks she gained weight. But her waist measurements tell the best part of the story. In that six months, she's gone from a 34-inch waist to a 29-and-a-half-inch waist. That's a loss of four and a half inches, which is an amazing indicator of how much fat she's lost from her midsection. Now let's talk about clothes. Here's what's good about that old pair of pants you can no longer wear. They stay the same size, and this allows you to get a feel for how well your fat loss diet is working. Every few weeks, you can put on a pair of pants or a shirt that fit well at a certain size or a certain weight. And if that piece of clothing fits better or looser than the week or month before, you're making progress. If it feels the same, you might not be losing fat in the manner you'd like to. Oftentimes, people will notice their current clothes becoming baggier and loose the further they get into their weight loss journey. This is also a great way of seeing your progress in real time. Now let's talk about images. The tried and true method of taking images of yourself 
can be extremely rewarding or mentally draining depending on how you look at it. You don't have to schedule a professional photo shoot or anything fancy. All you need to do is take some mirror selfies or use the timer on your phone or computer camera and snap a few shots of yourself. I tell my clients and customers to take images once every few weeks. This way they'll have a record for how their body is changing over time. It's pretty common for people to avoid taking photos of themselves because they're embarrassed or they feel like the pictures don't matter. But images are important because it's a snapshot in time. When you're focused on losing weight or body fat, you won't notice the changes happening because you see yourself in the mirror every single day. Fat loss happens pretty slowly for most people, and since the changes are so subtle, you'll rarely notice them when looking in the mirror. I have a few case studies in this article that I'm reading from, so if you want to see the article, go to jcdfitness.com, click on articles, and you'll see this there to view. I have a few case study examples, uh, a couple before and after pictures of some clients. We'll talk about Chris. Uh, We worked together for four months and I got an email from him with an update photo at 15 weeks and he said something like, you know, I'm not really sure if I'm making that much progress anymore. What do you think? And I wrote back and I sent him a couple photos, one from week one and then the current one at week 15. And I said, hey man, you've made a lot of progress. I beg to differ, just look at the photos. And then I have another client named Salim. You can also see his case study in this article that I'm reading from. Salim made gradual changes over the months. And while these photos look drastic uh, when you compare them, uh, the, the changes that he noticed on a daily basis were very subtle. And I'm sure that if he didn't take these photos, he may have not noticed the changes as drastically as he does now. Taking photos is a great way to measure progress because it can help you keep it can help you stay motivated when weight loss starts to feel slow or you feel like you're just not making that much progress. Now I have to do a little bit of a rant on something that I just think is terrible. And that's the whole mantra of the scale lies. I think it's a terrible mantra for making progress. And the reason for that is people will often say, forget what the scale says. And that's mostly because they either have a negative relationship with their weight or they operate under a certain delusion that if they only eat healthy food and exercise, they won't have to pay attention to their weight. First of all, If you have a negative relationship with the scale, try to entertain the idea right now of scale weight being nothing more than data. You're just putting plots on a chart. I know it can be an emotional roller coaster for some, but the more you become emotionally tied to a certain number on the scale, the harder it is to let go of the negative feelings around body weight. And let's be real, there's no perfect body. There's no perfect weight for every person. Some people feel more comfortable weighing less or weighing more. This is also going to vary a lot depending on how much muscle mass you have, your bone structure, and how active you are. The other reason neglecting scale weight is a bad idea is due to the massive delusions about weight loss people have developed. I oftentimes experience this with the men I'm coaching. They'll see a before and after picture and they assume that what happened in between those two pictures was easy. They'll come to me wanting to get lean enough to see their abs and then they tell me they only have about 10 pounds to lose. I can quickly assess after seeing their pictures, they'll likely have to lose 20 to 30 pounds to have a well-defined six pack. So we all have to face the truth. 
if you're 20 pounds or 30 pounds overweight, you're going to have to lose weight in the form of body fat in order to get leaner. Most people are not going to magically replace that 20 plus pounds of fat with 20 plus pounds of muscle unless they're a ranked beginner. And even then, it's not that likely. Now I'm going to address something that I don't feel enough people talk about in the space, and that is why sleep is more important than diet or exercise. Sleep is the most important macro. Yes, you heard that right. Of course, sleep's not a macronutrient, it's not food, but when weighed against diet and training, it's one of the most important factors for changing your body composition. Without adequate sleep, you can't recover properly. If you fail to get enough sleep, your stress hormones rise. With more stress, the body becomes more catabolic. More stress often means you will lose muscle. You'll see a decrease in performance, which means you'll lose strength. You'll probably get hungrier. You'll have a harder time controlling your diet. The more hungry you are, the more likely you are to overeat on high calorie foods, and that's going to make weight loss near impossible. And if you try to work out when you're low on sleep, you run the risk of getting injured. If you get injured, you have to take time away from the gym, which means you only delay your weight loss progress. So how does sleep affect fat loss directly? In this article I'm reading from, I linked to a study that was done in 2010, and it makes it incredibly clear. Now I'm quoting straight from the study. During the two week, eight and a half hours in bed phase, volunteers slept an average of seven hours and 25 minutes each night. In the five and a half hour phase, they slept five hours and 14 minutes, or more than two hours less. The number of calories they consumed was about 1,450 per day, and that was kept the same. The volunteers lost an average of 6.6 .6 pounds during each 14-day session. During weeks with adequate sleep, they lost 3.1 pounds of fat and 3.3 pounds of fat-free body mass, mostly protein, which is also known as muscle, during the short sleep weeks, participants lost an average of 1.3 pounds of fat and 5.3 pounds of fat-free mass. So pay attention there. Did you hear that? Those who slept for five and a half hours per night lost mostly muscle, while those who slept eight and a half hours lost equal parts muscle and fat. Now here's where the study is interesting and I have to make this point. These people were not eating a healthy protein-rich diet, at least not from what the study says. And they weren't following a structured weight training routine. When you combine good nutrition and a solid strength training program with enough sleep and rest, you will be able to lose the majority of your excess body weight from body fat and maintain most, if not all, of your muscle mass. Sleep is the most important part of the fat loss process. Yes, it's even more important than diet or training, because without proper rest and recovery, which happens when you sleep, you cannot reap all the benefits from proper training and nutrition. To further understand why sleep is so important, there is a podcast where a man named Matthew Walker, who's a neuroscientist and a sleep specialist, he was interviewed by Joe Rogan. I've linked to that podcast in this article. And then Matthew also has an incredible book called Why We Sleep. You can check that out in the article as well.
Okay, finally, I want to go over some basic fat loss versus weight loss questions. Question one, can you lose fat and not weight? Yes, it's possible and it happens, but unless you're brand new to strength training and exercise in general, the chances of you losing fat without seeing much weight loss are pretty low. This is especially true if you have more than 20 pounds of fat to lose. Question two, does burning fat make you lose weight? Yes, in most cases, because body fat is part of your body mass, and when you burn body fat, you will almost always lose weight unless you happen to build muscle at the same time that you burn that body fat. Question three, how much fat do you lose when you lose weight? This is a very generic question, but it's it's impossible to answer because when you lose body weight, you're not only losing fat, you're also losing water that's stored in the fat cells, you're also losing glycogen that's stored in your muscles, that contains water as well, and there's other things that factor into weight loss, such as using the restroom, uh, how much food you ate, how much food caused you to retain or lose water. Next question is, how can I lose body fat instead of weight? The only way to lose body fat instead of body weight is to build muscle at the same time. The best way to make this happen is to lift weights and to follow a progressive strength training program while putting yourself into a caloric deficit to lose body fat. Another question, why do I feel thinner but weigh the same? It's because you lost body fat but maintained or gained some muscle so your body weight remained the same. Next question, why do I look thinner but weigh more? This is because you've lost body fat and gained muscle. Muscle mass tends to be dense and hard looking compared to how fat looks on the body. So if you happen to gain some more muscle in, in lost fat in the process, you're going to have an, an overall thinner look because the fat is on top of the muscle and beneath the skin. So when you reduce the body fat, it's gonna be smaller in general and it's gonna shrink so the muscles underneath are gonna be more visible. Next question, is it better to lose inches or weight? In general, I think it's best to lose inches while losing body weight because this is a sure sign you're losing body fat and not muscle mass. And the last question is, why does my weight fluctuate 10 pounds in a day? Most people's body weight is going to fluctuate throughout the day because we all drink water and other beverages. We eat food between the time we wake up and the time we go to sleep. And when we go to sleep, we're spending a period of time, typically six to, nine, six to nine hours in a fasted state, which means you haven't eaten. And most of the weight loss that happens overnight is from water loss, because every time we exhale, we're losing a tiny bit of water vapor, which contributes to dehydration and weight loss that happens in the morning. That concludes the reading of my fat loss versus weight loss article. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to me. You can go to my website, jcdfitness.com contact. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, if you are trying to lose body fat and you're struggling and you want a really good, solid plan, I have a program for men called 4D Fat Loss. I also have a program for women called Hot Bod. If you want expert guidance and you want someone to write a custom program for you and hold your hand and take you through the process and coach you, 
I also do one-on-one individual coaching as well. You can uh, find more information about that on my website. And again, thanks for listening, and I will see you on the next episode.